satisfy each other. You know what it is? It's your boy ODM without a voice, man. Just got off stage. That's why I want to do this shit, man, before we go on stage because it never fails. Just like the Trainer interview, man, it caught me like this. But it's okay, man. We work through it. That's what we do, you know, as artists, right? Sitting over to the right of me blowing the smoke because you already know I don't get down like that. But, you know, he's he's creating the effects right now. The nephew, my boy, we go back like Pat Sajak and those cool Cadillacs and battle raps. That's real. Baby Bash. What a dude, man. You can't, can I just say... You just killed that show down. They don't know. You just got off stage from rocking a sold-out show and <sighs> killed it, and now you're going to do an interview, man. Fam, I mean, that's what we do. I was just warming them up for you, dog. Oh, no, it's going to be lovely, man. It's going to be lovely. You know what I'm saying, Bash? So I appreciate this interview, nephew. You know, I already know, like I said, uh, years and years and years. We were just talking right now, shooting the shit. I said, man, let's put the mics on because I don't want to miss nothing. Let's go back to, right. you know, the 90s. Before 2003, when Sugar Sugar popped off, my nephew right here was Baby Beach, Latino Velvet. Yeah, Tell him our history back then. I mean, the 90s was more so your your come up time, right? Well, yeah, that was my hustle time. That was my hustle and bustle and trying to learn the game. We were just talking about earlier how Sunday Afternoon, oh, Sunday afternoon came out in, in 1990, you said? Yeah. In 1990, right? Right. And Sugar Sugar came out in 2003. So it's, like a, it's weird because I've known you for so long, but it's yeah. so weird how that's so far apart, how that, how... Them singles came out like that. Yeah, but you know, it, it through that time, that's what I'm saying. Like, during the 90s, bro, I remember doing shows up in Corcoran with you. And I remember yeah. when you had your long, your hair was all bushy yeah, back then, yeah. the baby San, beast. San, and then I told you about the San Jose Single the Mile show that you did. I think when I, one of the first times I met you, because I was with In Too Deep. I was hanging with In Too Deep back then, kind of. Yeah. And you know JT, and we seen you. Yeah. That now, JT introduced you to the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Sort of. Sort of, yeah, because when In Too Deep blew up, I was, you know, hanging around the studio, and we, we, our little crew, we'd go out and cruise and shit. That's yeah. what cruising was in, and we go mac on bitches and shit. So yeah, that was that was our thing. And then all of a sudden, now they're doing rap, and they're, now they're doing music, and all of a sudden, back to the hell, back to the hotel blows up, and we're yeah. like, damn. Yeah, you was part of like the whole the entourage. Oh, the- kind of yeah, just hanging. Me and my homies would was, was hang with them. Our family, uh, the Trujillos and the Juarez, which is my family, they kind of grew up together, and so we all kind of like family but not really right. related but we were like family because back then in Vallejo there's only a certain amount of Chicano families in there and oh is that right they all kind of knew each other in Vallejo yeah okay I didn't know that I didn't yeah, know I know yeah. JT's yeah he's part Mexican yeah, right yeah yeah he was a Trujillo and and, and yeah. you well speaking of V-Town Vallejo I mean that's E-40 that's uh Mac I mean, you, you kind of you, you hung with them as well did you used to ball with them and yeah, play a little I basketball could, yeah E-40 was in my uh uh he was in my gym class all the athletes went because E-40 could hoop too so we, all the athletes had six, last period, six period PE. So, but I was in, uh, I was a uh, sophomore and he was a senior. And then Mac Dre was supposed to. I mean, we went to junior high together, but he didn't make it to Hogan. He was on some street shit, so he didn't really make it to Hogan. But we grew up together. Our our parents knew each other, and then uh, Jeff Gordon, uh, you know, all kind of motherfuckers was out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, was he for? Was he was he rapping during high school? E4 what was like the lunch bench scene? Because I know I used to rap at the lunch benches, yeah. and we we throw down right there. At Reese, you know what I'm saying? Lunch. E40 is so weird. As at Hogan, he was he was wearing the Kangos and shit, and still talking like, "Hey, what up?" You know what I'm saying? Still like, "Yeah, it was the doo-wop. Can you imagine having a did he regular conversation like that? Yeah, that's he had how the he swag. Talking. He was really like he was really like that in, in, in high school, and him and um, damn, what's a guy's name? T. They would hang out. They were like b boys and shit. They would wear Kangos and starter jackets and kind of just. 
do music wherever they were. E40 was in the band, so he was a drummer. So he okay, was, he, that's why he's always in the pocket. His rhythm is always in the pocket, even though if it's fast, he'll get back in the pocket. But yeah, uh, so he was in the band. So we used to watch E40, and then I, of course, I hung out with his little brother uh, D Shot and Muggsy, so we yeah. all knew each other. So yeah, it's crazy. What was it? What's it like seeing him on on the Mount Westmore right now, man? On that whole well, to me, he's he's top ten of all time. Top five, you know, just his language alone. The language alone was like, to me, is should have him up there. But I think uh, I've seen him come when he was selling CDs out the trunk. You saw his come up to get. I seen the whole come up, dog. We all we all know each other. We all in too deep, very close to E40, very close to Mac Dre. And even though E40's click and Mac Dre's click, they fight each other. It was so weird because I was friends with both. Yeah, and I'd be like, man, why are they fighting each other? But it was so crazy growing up that. One side was one side and the other side was the other side and they'd funk and fight. And then me and JT were friends with both sides. Like, man, I wish they'd get along. Wish they end up eventually. Because y'all was fans. Exactly. Nobody likes to see their we superheroes fight. Yeah, we loved them, dog. So uh, I think it was a matter of just trying to get out, see who was I mean, cause at the end they didn't either one of them had records, right? Uh or, or yeah. Yeah, they had records. They had, okay. they had the records, but they fought they had the click. Had a lot of underground disc records like back in the day, which was crazy back then. So. But that was hip hop, right? Yeah, this was some other shit. Though. This was gangster. This was some okay. This and shit, dog. These okay. were vicious. It was playing like, around. Real family shit, dog. So it was pretty crazy. But uh, it, you know, R.I.P. Mac Dre, very, sure. very good friend of mine. E40, we're, we're very proud of E40. Like I said, I think E40's nationally one of the dopest people artists in the in the game. But Hands down. Not only rap, not only he's a just he made up a lot of slang. Just his businesses and. You never hear him do no hoe shit. You know what I mean? You mm. never hear 40 doing no hoe shit for some attention. You know what I mean? It was right. always strictly grown man business shit. So we always been appreciate on. that. Absolutely. I mean, now you got, you know, with his, with his liquor and, and just, just everything. I'm no, sure you got ooh, plenty of properties out there. You, act, you actually, man, are one of the smartest as well. I mean, there's a lot of them out there, but I know you, you don't invest as smart with your money, man. I mean, was there ever a time where you, you started, like, funking off your money in the beginning when Sugar Sugar or... Or right away, you always just kept that like, let me invest, get it, invest, get it, invest. Yeah, because I seen other people see. So I got my deal late in life. I wasn't no youngster when I got my deal. So I was already a grown man. So by the time I seen other people blow up and then blow down. You already knew what time it was. I said, oh, I'm not going to do that. So all I did was invest in, in, in real estate and property. And I never really bought no jewelry. You know, I never, I smoked weed and shit. He buy a little massager for yeah. five bands. What? Out of an airport? Oh, that's yeah, double my G in the airport all day. We missed the flight, so we had to wait two hours, dog. I said, man, and they they used to sell, they used to have like a massage chairs in the airport. I was like, man, let me sit in this motherfucker. I sat in that bitch. I said, man, how much is this? Like fifty something hundred, five thousand something. I said, man, I'm gonna buy this shit. You bought so that's one of them massage ones. Probably one of my biggest impulse buys I've ever bought, but I've never really bought no stupid shit. Was he on some delay shit? Like there was a delay? Two hour delay. Oh, that's, yeah. Hours. I mean, not delay. We missed our flight, so we had to wait two hours. I mean, I bought AirPods. <laughs> I bought headphones, but you know. Yeah. It was, okay. I, I, never really, I never really fucked off my money because it's easier to get money than it is to keep money. You know what I'm saying? The key is to keep it. Mm. So, like I said, I was grown man when I got it. I, Somebody, I, I bought a bunch of fake jewelry and shit. You know what I'm saying? Did you? Yeah, I heard that going yeah. around late, lot I lately. Buy, I would, I would, because who's gonna sweat you? Who's gonna call you out? Yeah, like, unless yeah, unless it's real, real diamond, real, you know, jewelry. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just couldn't buy. You know, people. 
when, when you make a lot of money, you get a lot of people coming at you. Hey, I got a chain for you. I made a chain. People would make all these chains. Yeah, $38,000. <laughs> oh, hell no, nah, dog. Right. What? Yeah, and if you rock something, who's oh, really going to check? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll Talk about being about. I ain't going to lie. I fell into that. I fell into uh, the, I had the diamond bracelet. I had the diamond dog chain. Remember right the now? dog chains with... Fucking sold that shit and bought a wedding ring. Hello. I gave up the game for some change. You know what I'm saying? Did you uh did the, did the price uh was the price good or did you lose a little bit of money on it? Oh no, I I my, my I, I lost a little bit on it because I went back to the same jeweler that made it. My okay. my customized. He's right there, in, you know, at the Tyler Mall. But I mean, he hooked it up and there was no time, you know, to keep it. Plus, trip on this, somebody actually broke into my crib and stole it, and then I got it back. How the hell did you get it back? It was some kids, man. This is a private investigator. These dummies, these kids were posting my shit on social media. Damn. And the, the PI went in there, man, yanked them out of class, grabbed my shit. Get my shit back, motherfucker. Damn. But after that, I really didn't want it because, you know, it's like you've been violated. Somebody wore your shit. So at that point, you either buy another one or just sell it or get rid of it. And that's what I did. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? You came up because I know people that lost their shit. Yeah. They be like, man, I spent forty thousand dollars. I'm like, damn. On a motherfucking jet ski or something, like something stupid. Like, man, I always tell myself I'd rather buy a house or a car. Dog. Just you know what I'm saying? I don't know why I would, would do that. I would like, if I'm gonna spend that much money, I'm gonna buy something that I could really use. Before you got into able to buy cars out, were you a buyer or were you a leaser? A car? No, I'd buy like. A Did you ever lease like a car? Five hundred? No, no, never. never. People would always tell me, my account when they say it's better to lease a car or shit. Right. Nah, I like to pay my shit off. All my shit's paid off, houses and cars. Do you keep them or you just get rid of them at the end of the, whenever you get bored with them? Right now, I upgrade like every couple of years, a new Cadillac, the new whatever. I'm a Cadillac dude, so. Okay, so you just buy them and then just sell them to somebody. I just trade it in. Trade it in, yeah, upgrade. Yeah. I've been doing that since 2004. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 2004 when I got my first check and I bought my... My first Cadillac, it's like every couple of years. So you're a Cadillac dude? Yeah. So say it's like 2024, the 2024 cars come in, all the Cadillacs. Yeah. I go look for the brand new 2023 that didn't sell, that still was brand new, and then get a good price on that. Right. So I get the, cause they, and they want to get rid of the 23s. Yeah. Bring in the 24. All day, end of the year. So I'd get to go after the 23s that were never touched, you know, never sold. Yep. Still 100, not even 100 yeah, miles still, on them. Still top of the line. Yeah. yeah. Still. And then I wait two years and then get the next one. Yeah. Smart. Damn, you hear Frankie singing? Smart OG, that's Frankie. <laughs> Damn, he's killing it. Frankie J, man, got him coming up here in a little bit, man. We talking spending money over here and saving money with with Baby Bass. Somebody told me, man, you know, I think it was my aunt, my tia, told me, hey, it's easy, like you said, man. It, it, don't what they say is find out how you can save money before you 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 can. I think with you in a crisis because there was one time me and Bobby, you know, we split. And we stopped recording, and I was like down to my last British nights. That, that old school, the BKs. I had all white, homie, and I kept those white for a whole solid six months to eight months because I had I had no money. There was a time we just that's when I started. You guys had hit records out. This was like ninety right after we dropped uh, Hey DJ ninety four. This was like ninety five, ninety six. We kind of did our things. Still looking today. I need to holler at King Little G. Because apparently he know how to register the music. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to register your shit. You know? And I'm one of them old heads. I say it because it's been talked about, you know, of artists not really being educated. And, and be, I'm living proof. You need to, to know that. And it's, it's all public. Uh, it's out there on the Internet. 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah. obviously, like like Bash, I mean, he got his own record label now, Bash Town Records. Talk about it. Yeah, Bash Town Music, man. I'm, Bash Town Music. I really am excited about the the team that I have now. You know, I'm in the uh, the soldies but goodies, uh, doo wop, vintage, classic R and B yeah. right now with the Chicano soul to it. Hell yeah, brother! I remember you were playing me the. Uh, the dad, remember we were sitting in Palm Springs, you, we were sitting in the car, mm -hmm. and you were playing me uh, Danny Trejo's, uh, Trejo's, uh, yeah. the first one, Trejo's I think it was. Collection. Yeah, yeah I blew my mind, bro. Yeah, dog, it's crazy. It's, it's uh, uh, when, when I was at E-Dub Studio, and they were working with Trish Toledo, and Trish Toledo was doing covers. She was singing so dope, doing covers. Of right. Oldies. And Joey Quinones had a beat. Joey Quinones was... was up and coming, just dope ass musician. Shout out to Sincere's. Yeah, the right? Sincere's, yeah. Well, he shit. Joey's on all kind of shit. He's in all kind of motherfucking Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, but back then, I remember they were like, hey, we got this Soldies beat. We need to write a song for Trish Toledo, or original song, right? Not, right. not a cover. So, uh, yeah, that was the first one I wrote. I wrote yeah. uh, uh, the Do You Love Me song. That's the one you shot the video with, yeah. yeah and that was kind of her breakout song, no? Or she already... Was she out was doing there. covers. She was okay. doing like, you know, different covers of oldies. But this was her first original song, right? Yeah. And that shit took off, dog. And then she became the queen of soldies and Trisha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Trisha Where'd that video at now? Uh, millions. Of, millions, huh? Millions, and they took it down. Then they had to go up again and put more millions on it. It was crazy. Why'd they take it down? I don't know. Some Who knows? Some business shit. I, mm. I wasn't involved in all that. I just wrote the song, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. It seemed like after that, the soldies craze started getting bigger. Yeah. It started forming in my face. Yeah. And then... Uh, so Danny Trejo got got a label, a strong label with, with so many dope artists, and then I got Bashtown, and I just got uh, Mia May, who's a 16 year old Chicana, uh, really killing it, and then I got Mikey Jimenez, who's probably gonna be like the cool young face of it all. You know? Mikey, he's in the he's in the building today, right? Yeah, Mikey Jimenez will be performing tonight. He's gonna okay. be performing a, a lot of shows, and I'm, I'm excited. About yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw him on on tiktok him and his dad probably a year ago bro and oh, yeah, i don't you know i was like blown away I was like is a young handsome looking kid you know he's got that soldy feel he's got the whole fit you know the fedora you know the the, the tank you know yeah well, suspenders and he, he, he's he's from east l.a so he's from the culture and back when he was 17 he was in this tv show on abc called making the band called boy band or something where they had a bunch of teenagers trying to make a boy band is that right ABC. yeah so he was on that show and I, he told me he said, when I was on that show, they wouldn't let me do my Chicano shit. He was like, man, it was weird because. That's Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, man, dog. So I was like, you know, like, man, you do good on the oldies. And, and, and she said, I know. He said, but when I was on the show, when I asked to do anything with my culture, they were like, no, no, we can keep it real pop. Right. And he still did good. He did far, but uh, now he wants to really. He, he got to embrace his, his culture, culture, bro. Man, yeah, dog. man. He's from the culture. I ain't got to force it on him. You know, you get people, you, people, good singers and shit, but you try to force the culture on him, and, and eventually it'll get exposed. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, he's not really from the, he just sings good. Right, right, right. Mikey is actually from the culture, and he's going to make it cool again. You know, we need, we, need, uh, we need to be, you know, let it be known. It's cool to have class. Absolutely. It's cool to be cool, you know what I'm saying? And embrace what you really want to do. That's yeah, what he wants to do. It's such a beautiful culture. That's the most beautiful culture in the world. And, you know, somehow... You know, 
little infiltration, little crazy shit going on. And you know who he reminds me of, bro? Remember uh, Bobby Ross Avila? Yeah, Bobby. When he was a kid. You know he started out opening up for new kids on the block, going on yeah, tour at, well, at, got, at 14, 13. I got Bobby Ross Avila on the Bash Tones album, the Bash Tones Soli album. There you go. Bobby Ross Avila is one of the dopest motherfuckers I've ever been around, talent-wise. Talent, bro. Even off the mic, bro. He, yeah. He's just, we're talking Usher. We're talking Janet Jackson. We talk, the Avila brothers, he man. young protege. Like, before Frankie J, before Bruno Mars, it was Bobby Ross Avila, you know Killing the game. Talk box, everything. And he, uh, you know, that. Like, I got two albums out now, the Bash Tones 1 and the Bash Tones 2. It's all like doo-wop, soldies, combination with, with some rap on some. But I pretty much wrote, you know, write, write the songs and put them all together and we, we collab. And well, that's interesting you say that because I know you a hook writer. That's your favorite thing to do. That's how you yeah. started in this game, right? Hooker. Man, bro, if you <laughs> he's a hooker. I'm a hooker. Um, but that's the most important part of the song besides the beat that's the engine you know my, i consider each song like a like a low low like a low rider like you need a strong engine to make that fucking roll good then you want to put some candy paint on it then you look at a little that's the the the, the verses in the, the bridge maybe some chrome and some rims you know what i'm saying who wrote sugar sugar hook uh, i did for frankie yeah we, we were together well he was there we i didn't send him we were there yeah coming up with everything we went to his boy's apartment what about uh uh, uh what was the t-pain song you did i wrote that hook too yeah What's Cyclone? Cyclone. Uh. That's not even that's not even T Pain on that hook. You know that, right? That's my DJ, DJ Mikael. So with with that song, I told him what to sing. She moved everybody like I want like an island feel to it, kind of like an island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I see that. I hear so that. He sang the hook. He's from France, so he sang the hook, and I and I sent it to T Pain. Right. So we said, okay, cool. It sounds dope. Let's send it to T Pain. So about a week later, we get it back from T Pain. It's different. I'm like, damn, it sounds dead. It's good, but he he, he take him off the track. Yeah, he took yeah he took Mikael off. Yeah. He was supposed to be T Pain on the hook, but the hook that I sent T Pain, he sent it back different. Like, oh, I got you. Change it up. He, yeah, he's like saying this. Like, oh, he did it kind of different. It was cool, but I was so. You know, publishing changes after that when they oh, do yeah, shit like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> That's another conversation. But I was so loving the way it originally was with, yeah. with my DJ on it. I put him back on it. So really, in Cyclone, that's not T Pain singing the hook. That's my DJ, DJ uh, DJ Ice singing the hook, and T Pain is only doing the verse. Jody got looked and Jody got. Did you know that? Nah. I didn't know that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but the label got mad. Label was like, "What the fuck? Who is this guy?" I said, "It's my DJ, dog." But it sounds good. Listen to it. Like, no, I put T Pain on that motherfucker, right? And I was like, "Damn, where's he at now?" Mike, Mike, he shoots like movies and videos. Okay, and yeah, DJ Ice, yeah, he he was dope. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Uh, but uh. So I just sent it out with 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 my DJ on the hook, dog, and sent it to Power 106, and they start banging it. And next they know my label was like, fuck it. Yeah. We're going to roll with it. Yeah. And then and then you then you linked up with, like, Paula Deanna. Did you write her, her shit, too? Paula Deanna, yeah. She's 15 years old. My boy Ed Ocanias called me. Hey, I got this 15-year-old Latina out here in Corpus Christi. Can you write a song for her? I was like, all right. And I wrote Doing Too Much real quick on Happy Perez. That's when Happy Perez gave me that. Happy yeah. Perez, who's probably one of the biggest producers in the game, the pop game and everything. Like I remember I did a parody song back at GGI when I was there. It was called uh, Going Caca Too Much. What? Yeah, you never heard that shit? You're going caca too much? Yeah, and I'm going caca too much. Tacos and burritos, puro tapatillo, and I'm going caca too much. I swear to God, that shit was lit, dog. It was, it was number one in the IE. Damn, make it or break it. Yeah, but uh, that's what yeah, the parody, that's what that whole chingo bling thing and everybody thought i was chingo yeah. after that because i'm doing oh, the palatero yeah. we had parody beefs with chingo 
Yeah, you started fucking with Chingo because um, I remember you was fucking like, like, well, parody meaning, okay. I never told you this. I don't know if he ever told you this, but there was a rule. There, we had did this palatero, so I did this palatero, palatero, man. It was another what to Laffy Taffy D4L, and it was just, I was doing, I was knocking out parodies, bro. I was like, "Fuck it, man! I'm at the stage. I'm not. I was on a roll." Well, he was already doing them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, "That shit ain't easy. I mean, it ain't hard. You know, let me do it for my local city." Well, the shit blew up nationwide on YouTube, and everybody thought it was Chingo. So Chingo was, you know. He, yeah, apparently man. he was getting mad yeah, he, he was like Let on diss me in a song He dissed Mad What'd he say? Yeah just talk about my pronunciation And this and that And oh, I never heard that Yeah bro I that at all That's crazy Yeah but I mean That was that was in the past yeah. But that was that what I remember I remember you was You was fucking with him tough back then Yeah Chingo my boy Yeah I've known Chingo You know Chingo kind of Yeah well we took I took him on the road with me too And like Motherfuckers thought that was really him. I used to say, stay in character, dog. And he would stay in that character all the time, dog. Yeah, yeah. You kind of brought him out, so to speak, right? Or uh, like He was doing his thing in push. Texas, but then I brought him to California, to Pocos Pero Loco. He, he ended up on power, right? Yeah, yeah. People, I mean, I knew people were going to like it. If, off the top, the character. Doo -doo -doo. I liked it. <laughs> so, so he stayed in the character pretty good. I was a fan, dog. And, and that shit, even after that shit happened, because he used to do the, because you ain't got no diamonds, stupid. Yeah, all like all that lingo, oh, dog. That shit, dog. That's my favorite shit, though. I, I think he could still do that. That's but crazy. I don't know. You, some people might get mad. Yeah, now he's doing stand up, I heard, and yeah, like yeah. he's really heavily in politics and stuff yeah, on his he's podcast. Still selling out. That's dope. That's dope, man. Keep busy, man. Keep grinds what it is. And here you are, what? Now you're going on, what, uh, 20 years now? Sugar, sugar, 20 years. Yeah, and we in 23 right now? Yeah. 20 years, sugar, sugar, man. Yeah. Frankie J, y'all still. Thought, man? That song is the song that keeps on giving. That's what I keep. That's what I keep hearing. I heard somewhere you, you. I mean, that's probably your biggest song ever, and you still get paid all because you kept your publishing, right? Yeah, I want my publishing dog. How important is that also, to artists? Also, I like to tell all artists, man, keep your publishing, man. That's a big part of life. I, you know, publishing alone, you know, I don't even got to work no more. I could just stay home all day. Was it somebody in your ear that told you about that, or would you just like uh, was your own tuition? Like, let you know what. Uh, let me go ahead and hold on to this because I don't. First of all, I don't like giving up money like that. You know. I was in my thirties, man. I was grown, dog. Like I said, when I got my deal, so. That's right. That's right. You was already seasoned. Yeah, grown ass. Yeah, so yeah. I knew about all that shit, I knew what people's. I soaked up all that game. You know what I'm saying? I soaked it up and I used it to my advantage, which I think everyone should do. That's so dope. But I was like, no, oh, publishing was big at the time. See, when I came in 2003, CDs were still selling, but but artists were starting to get better deals. Right starting to know about publishing and going to get publishing deals and shit like that. You know what I mean? So right. I came in that era where we're still selling CDs, but actually the artists are getting better deals now too. You know what I mean? Real quick, Bash, I don't mean to cut you because they're calling for you. I'm getting text messages. So before, oh, yeah, I guess you're going to, oh. well, before you do though, before you do, I just want to get your, your, your take. I know you've seen the whole King of Chicano rap, King of Chicano rap, King of Chicano rap. Let everybody know from your perspective, not who you think the, the, the king is, because that, that, that's a played out question to me is, but I want to know more so your thoughts on the label, Chicano rap, the label. I love Chicanos and I love Chicanos that rap. I love, I love Chicano. I love Chicanoism. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the best culture in the if world. If somebody comes and says, Bash, man, I love your music, bro. You know, I love the fact that you do Chicano rap. You're the hardest Chicano, you're a dope Chicano rap artist. I said, thank you. I, so you embrace it? Yeah. You don't think nothing of it? What am I supposed to say? Well, here's my thing. And I'm a lot of, lot of cats, and, and I, I had this conversation with Tony G the other day, right? Oh, I love Tony. R remember, before, Chicano rap was labeled. Mm -hmm. There was 90s, bro. What we did was hip hop. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I grew up on Rakim, Big Daddy Kane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No one was calling it Chicano rap. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that, and he was agreeing. It's just hip hop. Where Chicano's doing rap, mm-hmm. Chicano's in rap, mm-hmm. but to be called Chicano rap as a label. You know why? I say this. I'm going to end it like this. Mm-hmm. I used to go in a warehouse, Sam Goody's, and we used to be right next to LL Cool J. Lighter Shade of Brown, LL Cool J. Chicano rap was labeled. They put us in the back. They segregated us. Yeah. Now your section's over there. Oh, I'm not hip hop no more? Well, I didn't say that Chicano rap didn't get hated on, or, you know what I'm saying, or it didn't uh, mainstream put it to this. They still don't understand it. You know right. I mean? They still don't understand it. So, but like I said, it's the most beautiful culture in the world. Uh, we have such, a, such talented, talented people which need more shine. I don't know what all this people are arguing for. It should be all embraced by everybody. I don't care who's the best. I don't care who's the fucking king. I don't care who's none of that shit. You know. What I'm yes, saying? sir. Amen. No one's ever the best. It's all about opinion. No one's ever. No one knows who's the best basketball player in the world. They're gonna say Jordan, Kobe. It's all an opinion. It's never. There's no scientific fact. And what's crazy is we 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 still evolve because there's gonna be a new baby bash five years from now, ten years from well. Maybe yeah. 20. You know what I'm saying? 25, whatever. When you stop. I'm going 35 more years. Hello. Right, hello. But see, but the thing is, would, let me tell you the difference. You opening up lanes for your people. There's some yeah. that, that that aren't. That's what I'm saying. Like for George Lopez, for an example, he's getting hit heavy right now in the media. George Lopez? Again, because they say that he, he it's, he's all self. And, 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 and he was doing an interview on his old podcast. He said something like... Uh, Steve Trevino was on there with them, and and Steve was telling him, "I'm trying to open up gates, you know, for for the younger comedians." Yeah. And like Ralph Barbosa says, we you know we gotta uh, embrace them. And he goes, "Ralph Barbosa, who the hell? Who the fuck? Who the Ralph Barbosa? Who's that guy? Is that somebody I should know?" Just like real, real cocky attitude. Oh shit! But 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 he got so much backlash because of that. Damn. So yeah. so so what are you what what are your thoughts when you know? I mean, no one can ever say Bash doesn't. Open doors for for oh, for the I, for the youth. I started many careers, dog. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. More singers and rappers, though, it's it's hard to sign rappers and shit, dog. Because if you sign a rapper, dog, and they don't blow up, sometimes it's 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 your fault. You know, I'm like, no. If I invest all this money, believe me, I want you to blow up. You know, what I'm you got to do the work. It's just some it don't it don't always work. You know what I mean? So I'm really not gonna try to sign rappers right at the moment. I like right. what I'm doing with the soldies and the singing right. and the R and B shit because I really love that music and. the I write it real well, right? And uh, we got Mikey Jimenez getting ready to come out. With yeah, so we're going. We're going. Is yeah. Mikey out there? Is Mikey out there? He was up in the hallway. Sorry, Can, Let me interrupt, homie. Is he ready? No, you good. You good? Hey, uh, can you see if he's out there real quick? Or did he, Mikey? Mikey, did he leave already? Is that the guy with the white? Yeah, yeah. He's on the stage. Oh yeah. Do, do they need Bash right now? Yeah, huh? they do. Okay. Who's calling? We'll wrap it up. I, I don't know. Eddie, that came in here. Okay. Yeah, like. Five minutes. Okay. Ago, three minutes ago. Okay. Left. Oh shit! All right. Maybe oh, we'll do yeah, dude, about done. Like, right, right, uh, I'm going on obsession with Frankie. So when I hear obsession, I just go get get the mic. And you can hear it, bro. Cause you can't hear it. But he I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he good. He chilling, man. My man says he chilling. I can hear it. I noticed you was messing with uh, Desi Hollow too. You got some did some shit. Dope, New yeah. artist. Fuck, yeah. I fuck with Desi. We got a couple songs in the making also. So I like Des. I fuck with him. Shout outs to him, man. O side for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick. Uh, what's the new artist? Uh, speaking about new artists, you give uh, on your platform. I don't know if you still do it. You was doing something on Tuesdays or something on Instagram. Yeah, on Tuesday, Code of the Barber. You still do that? Code of the Barber. 
Code of the Barber won one of my first Talent Tuesday. Yeah, my Instagram live, I like to do Talent Tuesday, you know, give away a couple hundred dollars and shit to have some people perform. And yeah. And then we got the pressure cooker. The pressure cooker. Yeah, you ready for the pressure cooker? What's the, I don't know, am I? I 15 seconds on the clock. Anybody got 15 seconds? 15 seconds? Oh, I'm gonna put snap. You, I'm going to put you in the yeah, Bass Town pressure, pressure cooker. cooker. Oh, right? shit. You ready? ODN, will he win? Okay, you got fi put 15 seconds on the clock. Uh, I don't see the $200. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get that later. When it hits 15, I need you to go. Hey, fuck right? that. When I get uh, hit five hey, before 15, zell me. ODM. What? Welcome to the pressure cooker. I'm going to ask you a question. You got to give me five answers. Five answers to this question within 15 seconds. Watch this, Stewie. You ready? Here we go. Give me five Cereals without fruit in it. No fruit. Go. Frosted Flakes. Um, um, Captain Crunch. Um, uh, 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 pebbles. No. Uh, Chocodiles. Uh, uh, mini Wheat. Four. Oro Mini Wheat. Uh, a Frosted Mini Wheat. I've said that. Uh, that's it. Damn. Just give me a hundred. We call it a day. <laughs> Gotcha. They ready? They, they Baby Bass, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we on the Blockout Podcast already, G. Go do that. Hell yeah.